best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Um, I canceled Try January. Um, you made it dry-ish January. It's not canceled. I made it 21 days without yeah, you did. any alcohol. Which is rather fitting because you have to be 21 to drink. <laughs> oh my God. Please never bring up our 21st episode. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was rough. It's already in existence. Those were some horrific things that we drank that night. Yep. That yeah. strawberry basil or whatever the I hell it was it supposed to be. To be. Good. I know. I it looked so pretty, so but it sweet. tasted so bad. It's like I wonder if we would have made it with like some simple syrup, if that wouldn't have been. Oh, that yeah. probably would have taken the bitterness out of it. Sugar usually does. So I don't believe that there's enough sugar in the world to take out the bitterness of me. Oh, I thought you were going to say Malort, and I went, oh. Malorty, you already? Oh, no. Malort is... Uh, Malort? Uh, dear friends, if you ever visit if someone or move... tries to trick you... Not trick. Invite you into oh, being sure. a Chicagoan. That's really that's putting some grace behind that. By taking a shot of Malort, say thank you. I live in Chicago now. I don't need Malort. It is a, I think it's a Swedish or Finnish. I don't remember. Yeah, Scandinavian. Uh, liqueur schnapps. That is made with some flowers and, and fish buttholes <laughs> and all of the dead dreams and hopes of everyone who's ever existed. Correct. Ever. It is so vile. It's so bad. For our Patreon patrons, I'm going to post a spoof um, Malort commercial. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like five minutes long and it's hilarious. It is so gross, you guys. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I think I made you guys watch that after After you trying it. <laughs> Good God. Could, yeah. Well, I had lived in Chicago for like six months and then my roommate was like, oh my God, you've been in Chicago. Like, we got to get you some Malort. It's how you become a Chicagoan. And I went, oh, okay. And we walked across the street from our apartment to the bar and... Do oh, they God. just have it like on yes. a shelf? Yeah. To be like, oh, this is for this tourists. This is for people and... you hate. Okay. This is for tourists and this is for transplants. And I went, yeah, I am a transplant from Nebraska. And he went, welcome. Here's a Chicago favorite. And I went, cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> Here's a bush light, Nebraska. And fucking Noah was just like, clink. And he paused for a moment before he took his Malort shot, which is normal for him because he is weird. So I just like single like eyebrow raised. I call it the sass eyebrow. Like, yeah, the sass eyebrow. So I gave him the sass eyebrow as I took the shot. And as I was drinking it, he took his. And I did not spit it out. Bless I swallowed that rancid, fishy butthole. Mm -hmm. It's and like fish butthole and sourdough were left in a laundry bag 
filled with cat urine. And also hibiscus. Sure, there's a... No, it's the, like if it's hibiscus made, I think hibiscus in is in it. How? I fucking hate hibiscus. Why would they deflower the hibiscus flower? They're monsters. Monsters, those Chicagoans. No, the Swedes. Oh. Or somebody. Well, then why is it such a Chicago thing? Uh, cultural appropriation? I actually used to know the story, but I can't remember because okay. it's been several years since I lived there. Mm. Um, Too much Malort, can't remember. <laughs> I literally drank so much Malort that I don't oh, remember Malort. You guys. <laughs> oh, oh, my Lord. Cripes. <laughs> uh, I was so pleased when our friend Richard brought like a whole bunch of shots oh of Malort and we fooled you guys. And because he all night was like, be bopping around your house mm-hmm. talking to all your friends that you had invi- invited over like oh my god it's so great but we have to wait for so-and-so to show up blah, blah, blah. and yes. then so-and-so showed up and we all took it and the looks of betrayal that i, I received from even. every single one of you the only time when i know that i've given you a face as such as when you allowed malort into my face hole was the first time that you ever lied to me. Which was a year later. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They don't make band-aids for that kind of stuff, Jacob. No, no, they don't. I know. Okay. I am still on thin ice because uh-huh. of the Malort and the lie during a fucking board game. Thin ice. Thin ice. <laughs> where's, my, where's my granny notebook? Where is your granny notebook? Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I know it's. You haven't busted that out in quite a while. Lord help me, I'm about to bust. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Lovers. Oh my God! It says thin ice. <laughs> Feck it around and find out. I love her. Ditto, dude. Oh. So I will say, on the topic of. Chicha changes, because that's what we're talking about. I have a question about oh, a change that oh, you went through. Hold on, yeah, we've got these things. Yes, oh, I'm, I'm oh, doing, doing my doing thing. A cute thing. Yes, okay. I've got a question about a change that you went through as a child. Not that change. Okay. <laughs> Like, well, we sat down and we had a talk, and they handed me an illustrated <laughs> no, no, book. No, 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 no. Oh. What was your favorite change from your normal, everyday Melissa to your favorite Halloween costume? What? What was your favorite Halloween costume? Oh, wow. You changed from your daily self to your Halloween costume? What was my favorite Halloween costume? Yeah. I think I talked about this once where I I was a cell phone. (gasps) Back when I was a kid and before cell phones were like popular. A thing. Uh Uh-huh. I was a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) But my favorite was when I was in kindergarten because my grandma had sewn me the golden dress from Beauty and the Beast. You've talked about that yes. too. Yeah. Yes. Um, otherwise, oh, in my adulthood, so what's been my favorite? Was I something cute or funny? I want you to think for a second about that. May I, while you think, yeah. share my favorite grown-up Melissa Halloween costume. Oh, sure, yeah, just be my answer, please, because I can't think of one right no, now. No, you've had so many good ones. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't pick one. So the one that I loved the most was when you were Mother Earth. 
Oh, yeah. And you had that beautiful stuff in your hair. Mm -hmm. And you had, I think you were wearing, were you wearing an apron? It was a floral print earth tone dress that I had worn once. Wait, was that the night that I was in drag? Is that the night that we... No, 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 no. What were you that night? That I was a garden hoe. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> I had, I had <laughs> thigh-high stockings. Yes. And I did have my little gardening apron on. Right. Uh, but I remember when you were Mother Earth, and yeah. it was so sweet. Thank you. I was like, I love her. I want to be her friend, yeah, but she's way too cool for me. bird nest in my hair. Yes. With a globe in it, because mm-hmm. Mother Earth. Mother Earth. And some butterflies and plants. And twigs and leaves I shoved in my hair. Let me tell you, getting drunk and then waking up the next morning going, what the? Oh, God, no. Like, how does one? You can't just shower that out. No. You know? God. I do not miss being in my 20s. Specifically for those things. Ah, uh, I see. Like, oh, God. Thinking that a costume is a great idea. And then you wake up in the morning going, oh, God, what happened to me? Oh, God, I just have to wash my face. And wash all of the bedding because... And no, just throw it in the trash and go back to Walmart. <laughs> Nobody has money for that when you're in your 20s. No, but you make it work. <laughs> I literally once had a Halloween costume that ruined my bedding and stained my mattress. Oh, no. Yeah. Have you ever seen... It was just this picture. This poor, poor young woman... Uh, she had just gotten a spray tan and something made her cry. Oh, God. Yes, I have seen so that. She, she just had tear streaks. Down. <laughs> oh, no. And then I think there was another one where like she uh, somebody who had received a spray tan had white bed sheets and they didn't wait long enough for it to fully oh. dry or they must have gotten the night sweats. Oh, no. The bed sheets were destroyed oh yeah there's no amount of bleach and vinegar that can break bring that out oh no 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 i wonder if the laundry stripping thing would work where like you soak it in detergent and borax and whatever else probably not i don't know because that's more oil based and a white cotton like that's any color is gonna just go (laughs) up in there that's sad um do you like to be with a group of friends or one-on-one uh depends on the group yeah it depends on well not even the group it depends on the day oh that's very true and fair like depending on the week that i've had oh my god although with our you and i are family Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Any day. Like, even if I don't want to and I show up over there, I end up enjoying it. Yes. Yes. Same. You know who you are, family. Correct. I, there was one night that I think I had driven back from a large city. And it was a, it was a Chicago, just tell us it's Chicago again. No, it was in Chicago. No, that's like a. That is a much longer drive. After that drive, I just go home and cry. I don't I don't see humans <laughs> after that drive. Um, no, I, I was coming back from uh, a, a more local city than mm. Chicago. 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 And I had just seen Hamilton. And it was oh, your well, anniversary. Ah. 
and I messaged our family and just said, hey, I'm going to show up, but I'm not going to people very well. (laughs) And the response I got was, we don't care. We just want you here. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And I showed up. I ate some cheese and crackers. I hung out for a while and then I went home to my bed. It was great. And I love that there are people in my life They're like, we just want to be around you, even if you just sit in the corner and don't talk to us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, please, we just like having you around. What was the question? (laughs) Do you like to be with a group of friends or one-on-one? I like to be with particular friends Mm -hmm. or one-on-one with you. Yeah. What's awesome about just like one-on-one time with you is like, we can do absolutely anything. Uh, yeah, we've literally solved all of the world's problems. In our own heads. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. We've written them down somewhere, but then we kept drinking and we forgot where we've put them. Or the cats may have batted them under oh, a door. So there probably was that check time those closets. when like, Reese vommed and I cleaned it up with just that sheet of paper. No, that's yeah. how we cured cancer. I know, I know, I know. God damn it, Reese. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll figure it out again. We've done it once. We'll do it again. Well, cheers to that. Hmm? I do just love being one-on-one with you and some of my other friends. I can't answer that. I'm just talking in circles. Well, you did. It was fine. Okay. I accepted that as an answer. Uh, What toy? What? I hate <laughs> this. Um, My glowworm <laughs> from when I was a kid. What toy did you have? A, did you... Bleh. What toy did you have to have as a child? Have to have? Yeah, like, I I read that as like, what was your comfort toy? I had, oh, I thought it was like you saw it as a commercial and you're like, I have to have this. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Stretch Armstrong. Me too. I always wanted one. Did you ever get one? I got got one that was broken. A broken one. A kid at How my school you... was like, oh, you want to stretch Armstrong here? Mine's worn out. And I went, thanks. <laughs> and then his arm popped off and it was really sad. Cause like with it, the goop? Yeah, because his arm tore off and just, it oozed. wasn't blood, but something oozed. Because that, that kind of, I can't, I don't know what's inside of it. And there is this word for, it is... It is a liquid that acts like a solid, but it is still a liquid. It's like when you mix baking soda and water. Uh, I know what you mean. Right. Scott, what is it? Tell us right now. Is it like a a scientist's name? Yeah, that's why I'm asking Scott. He would know. (laughs) Scott. Scott, If you can. Scott. (laughs) Scott. (laughs) If you can time travel a few days. I can just text him. Oh, Oh, or no, we, he's I mean, busy. we have internet machines. Or that. Yeah, who cares? Right? Anyway. Wait, I want to answer that. Okay. Woody from Toy Story. Oh. My parents, that was like one of the first films I saw in oh. theaters. And I was oh. like nine years old. What? Oh, it was a big fucking deal. Oh. To go to a movie theater and see Toy Story. My oh parents my sat gosh. us down in the car in the parking lot like all right here's how this is gonna go we're gonna walk up the steps we're gonna pay for some tickets and then you're gonna go inside and there's gonna be 
all kinds of candy and shit. You can have popcorn and nothing else. Don't Honestly, ask. Which is fair because I'm kind of grateful that they were giving I was the kind of kid who needed that. But usually nobody explained anything to me. So I was like, I don't know what to do. And there's so much happening. Hello, neurodivergent friend. Yeah. 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 So for my brother, I'm sure he was like, yeah, yeah okay, whatever. It. And my brain is like, <laughs> <laughs> right, because you still want to be a good kid, too. But of you're also course. experiencing so many brand new things. P.S. By the way, every single, every single child, adolescent or teenager who misbehaves and acts out and has behavioral problems, they all want to do well, but they don't know how to do well. Kids who feel safe and feel well will do well. Anyway, sure, yeah. so my parents walked us up and it was like so many flashy lights and so many mm-hmm. noises because it was the mid 90s and there were fucking strobe lights everywhere <laughs> because and neon fucking 90s. Yes. I don't even know. Like I. Ugh. So we went through the thing and we got concessions and I was already just like, oh, God, my brain hurts. My body hurts. All of the noises. And then Toy Story started. Oh, I went, oh. you got a friend of me. That song still makes me teary. Oh, I know. Like, I don't know why I associated with Woody, but like there was something about his character and like the sadness that he felt when he saw that Andy had written his name correctly on Buzz's foot, but mm-hmm. it was like in Sweet Child, like writing on his foot. I don't know. I I just was like, Woody is my friend. There's a snake in my boot. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. That Christmas, my parents got me a Woody doll that I still oh, have. You do? Yes. Oh, my darling. That's I, so dear. I put him in three boxes when I was in high school because I was very scared of him for a... It doesn't matter. <laughs> this took a weird turn? What? Yeah. I went through this weird phase. Three boxes, like, in, like inside of each other? Yeah. Like a <gasps> Russian <gasps> nesting doll. Did you put a chain in a lock around it or something? <laughs> Thought about it, couldn't find a chain. I literally went through a period of period of life, not high school, probably oh. like fourth or fifth grade, where I was like, oh God, Toy Story is real and Woody is going to kill me. And I legitimately like boxed him in like, you can't fuck with me. And then when I moved, I was like, at, like moved into my adulthood. Yeah. I realized like, uh, wait, I think I still have that doll. And I do. And I tried to write, I wrote my name, Jake, on his foot. And I tried so hard to mimic Andy's like Aww. shaky childlike handwriting. Um, so that was the toy I had to have. And oh, sorry for just goodness. going on that no, rabbit trail. that was so sweet. I still have that Woody doll, but I lost his hat and it makes me sad. I bet we can try to find you one. Oh my God. When the second movie came out and... It was like him being repainted or whatever. Yeah. I wept in the movie theaters. I think I was in college, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Second or third movie. Like, it was much later. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this old man who's so delicately taking care of Woody and, like, painting his eyeballs back on and his face. And, oh. and I was like, oh, my God, I lost Woody. 
I lost his head. I'm such a bad person. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. Oh, yeah. Then I saw Toy Story 3 with my old teacher. We just held each other and wept the whole time. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway. P.S. by sorry, the way. Please cut me Sid's, off. Sid's scary toys. You know what took me until... No, of course you don't because I haven't told you yet. What took me until <laughs> I was an adult to realize the Barbie doll leg thing that Sid created. Yeah. It's a hooker because it's on a fish pole with a hook. That's a hooker. Oh, my God. God. Right? I always wanted... I wanted the baby doll on the spider legs. I thought that was neat. I mean, he did, you know, some creative engineering there. Yeah, he just was badly misguided. He Very Not misguided. So. He had no guidance. He's a genius. He's the next Steve Jobs. Or the next Elon Musk. In either way, kill him before he takes over. Good thing he's a fictional character, just like Elon Musk. So what is one of your favorite quotes? Good thing he's a fictional character, just like Elon Musk. <laughs> I adore you. This one's hard. I think it depends on the day what and on the situation. What is one of my favorite quotes? Yeah. Um, can I Google it to make sure that I get it right? Of course. I think one that I always leaned into ever since I was little was be the change that you want to see in the world. Ever since I was a kid, that one has always hit home for me. I've always really liked that quote as well. Sorry, I just got a a text that really distracted me. Was it Scott? Did he manage to time travel? No. Oh, that's too bad for Scott. It really is. Sorry, boo. Do you need a moment? We can take a break, babe. I'm just trying to figure out how to phrase it. Mm. Are you working on your quote now or the text message? Oh, yeah. No, I'm on the quote. Oh, okay. I was assuming the text message was heavier than what it was then. Oh, God, no. No, Hmm. no, no. Sorry. It was alarming, but not troublesome. It was a... Okay. It's like your Amazon package email that you got? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> earlier tonight, oh. I just like tapped on my phone screen to check the time and saw the Amazon logo and the word pornography. And I went, why the fuck is Amazon sending me pornography? <laughs> no, it's a book that I ordered called Treating Pornography Addiction. <laughs> as soon as I like actually paused and read, mm-hmm. it made a whole lot more sense. A so whole no, it's, lot more sense. Sorry. No, I heard it as soon as yeah. I said it. Okie dokie. Um, no, the the quote that I'm trying to find is one that our friend Jessa painted for me. Hmm. It's it's a Shakespeare line, and I I just can't remember where it's from. I believe it's something along the lines of "Tis not enough to speak truth." Oh my gosh, I think I found it. Okay. Okay, so it's from A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm. One of my favorites. Um, And of course, I get the entire catalog. No, 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 no. I do not want to read the entire play to you. Although I would 
If you want me to, I will read you a Midsummer you know, Night's Dream. If there's ever another time when I'm like ill or can't make it to a recording, feel free. <gasps> it's literally one of my my. Is uh, it my uh, dissertation? Uh, no, I don't. Well, I don't know. It's actually. old enough. Maybe. I. So one you just I don't re- know you just reminded me of one like my brother got me this stamped clay necklace my older brother that like I never really felt connected with but he gave me this necklace um and I won't remember correctly who it is from at the moment I believe it was from an author uh, but we are all in the gutter but some of us are looking at the stars I love that as an old author. I can't think of it right now. Mark Twain. No. Okay. Incorrect. I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. (laughs) All right. I found it. Yeah. It is not enough to speak, but to speak true. Meaning it's not enough to say something or to defend something, but defend the truth and speak your truth. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what you do, my darling. Agreed. Yeah. So we have finally, I think, finished yes. both of our questions. Woof. What an adventure. I feel like that was an entire episode's worth. <laughs> I felt like it kind of, didn't it? Can we, we pause? Because a... I really have to pee. <laughs> well, of course, as we are wont to do, a little break You can probably see. Can you see? Want to guess the time? No, I All can't. Right. Good. Three, two, one. Bye. Back, back, back again. So Melissa and I were just having a discussion. And about how we're going to change the topic. Actually, I feel like this falls under the umbrella of the topic. Under my umbrella? Ella? Ella. Ella. Also, I've been saying her name wrong for apparently ever. Really? It's not Rihanna. What is it? Rihanna. That, I have always said it as Rihanna. Hmm. I, I have not. did not know that there were other ways of saying her name. Like, also, I have been a disc jockey for a very long time. A radio personality for a very long time. Um, When I first worked at this classic rock station, nobody told me how to say the name of this song. Oh, no. Rhiannon? Rhiannon. Yeah. I'd also never listened to it. You know what <gasps> I always said? How have you never listened to that? Because I was young and I was working at five other stations besides that one. I would say Ryanon. That's how it's oh, spelled. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That is how it's spelled. Super wrong. So. Yes. We're changing the mode. We, well, I feel like it... I really think that this can fall under the same umbrella, like you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to stand by that umbrella. You Ella. should stand at least Ella. underneath it. I'm just singing in the rain here. Oh, well, that was very good. What a wonderful feeling. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy again. Oh, my God. I can't. I'm drawing a blank on the next lyric. It's okay. We can just move on to the topic that you wanted to cover. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So originally we had talked about this episode being 
how to support a friend as they're going through like a significant life change. Because as you all know, been um, going through them. Yeah, Melissa and I have both been going through some pretty serious life changes. And so And not the change. We're not going through puberty again. Or menopause. Oh god. Yet. Yet. Both it's of gonna us are happen. just waiting. Oh god, I can't wait. Your testicles will drop off. My boobs will finally come in. I'm very excited for menopause. Get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> But when you said drop, I imagined like a lamb who is being castrated with like a rubber band. So the testicles drop and roll away. I wasn't thinking like puberty dropping. Is that where the Rolling Stones got their name? Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. Uh... I bet you're right. That's exactly where they got lamb their name. Lamnards down the hill. <laughs> Lamnards down the hill. Yeah, it's a classic song. You don't. You don't know that? You don't recognize that? Lamb chop underwear, the kind that is fun to wear for <laughs> you and for me. Oh, heck. So, supporting a friend through change. We had talked about doing this a few weeks ago, and we both decided that there were still some pretty big changes yeah, coming I wasn't up in ready. our lives that we weren't ready to discuss so instead what is the instead melissa i have no idea you told me to start hitting record i did because i felt like what we were discussing was big maybe not big but important i think i want to talk about relationships and the boundaries expectations and understandings of those things oh, fuck <laughs> and how okay. yes oh fuck oh. is the correct response because uh, man relationships are weird and sticky and tricky like you can have a relationship with your therapist it's a therapeutic relationship i hope if it's anything more than that call the ethics board you can have a relationship with your best friend, and that is a best friendhood. You can have a relationship with your parents, and that can either be a parenthood or a shit show, depending on how your parent is. And how you, have, you are. It, oh, It's fair. not one-sided. No, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. And then there are cases where you find yourself in your mid-30s, as the only single in your entire realm of friends. And hello, I'm speaking about me. And I don't hate being single. Like, I'm not one of those stereotypical, um, like, I, I, I've read a lot of books where it's like, oh my god, I'm single, and that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, and my entire life goal is to just find someone that I can manipulate into being in a relationship with me. No. I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. And I am not worth the abuse that I've gone through in the past. And you are worth the happiness, and if you're able to find that, 
within yourself and with whatever you're doing and in the way that you are experiencing the world that you want the way that you want. That's basically where I'm at. Yes, my and darling. I would also not say no to the idea of falling in love. Mm-hmm. I I saw my guy who cuts my hair today and he said, so girl, when are we going to find you a man? And I love him. He is the sweetest. I just, I love him. And he about shit a brick when I told him that I have never had a relationship that lasted more than eight months. I literally have not dated or been with a person long enough to gestate a human being. I've never even had a a one-year anniversary, and I'm not mad about it. Like, the people, the guys that I've dated in the past, they didn't fucking deserve a year of my life. But when when my, my stylist, my friend, he's my friend first, my stylist second, when he drew that to my attention, I just, I don't know, I've been thinking about how I have changed from 14 years ago as a person who was being abused emotionally and physically by a guy because I didn't believe that I could ever find anyone else. And the changes that I've gone through to today where I will not accept anyone subpar and living where we live it is a shallow pool, tiny dating pool. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I think. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just talking and thinking out loud. Okay. Stream of consciousness podcast, y'all. Yeah, it kind of is. And I want to tie it back into change because I really like that idea for an episode. So I okay. have changed a lot in 15 years that I will not accept abuse but also your hand is raised. I kind of want to call it something like X marks the spot and I want it to be like the treasure map that we have followed to find ourselves who we are today. The changes that we have gone through. Yeah. 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 Does that sound okay? So we save that for because I love that idea for an episode. Oh, fuck yes. Because Jake, especially like between you and I, we've run the gambit of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of, lots of, most of the time, dear listener, and, you know, depending on where you are in your life's journey, you've either experienced it yourself or you will very shortly most of the time, I didn't even recognize, like, the shit. Like, that what I was in was shit. You know? Yeah. It's not until you move forward and look right. back, do you go, oh, damn. And then realize the growth that um, you've done from the fertilizer that you just went through. Did you ever watch the movie The Never-Ending Story? Sure did. Hated the horse dying in quicksand. Okay, well, hold on to your butt 
because that's what I'm about to reference. No, it's so sad. I know. It's devastating. But what you just said made me think of the Swamp of Sadness. Oh, shit. Is it sadness or sorrow? Oh, uh, maybe it is sorrow. I don't remember. That's why I asked. One of the two? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's alliteration either way. Swamp of... No, I think you're right. I think it's Swamp of Sorrow. I think so many of us fall into the Swamp of Sorrow. And like... Oh, God. What is the horse's name? Well, it's not a Treyu. It's not a Treyu, no. (laughs) Oh, heck. It's not Valcor. No, that is the Luck Dragon. Who looks like a dog. And he has weird, creepy mouth movements that don't match with what well, he's saying. he's a very large puppet, Jacob. <laughs> it, was, it was the late 80s. I wasn't allowed to watch that until I moved out. I believe out. it. It was a little bit much. Um, a horse dies, for fuck's sake, Jacob. No wonder you weren't allowed to watch it. Uh, no, there was literally anything As other than Jesus. Reunite. reunite. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, Oh, heck, I got sidetracked. No, I'm I'm just yelling things at you, too. I know. And I love you for it. I love you for all of you. I love you for all of you. Um, Swamp of Sorrow. Sometimes we get swallowed in it. Uh-huh. There was something... Oh, shit. I completely lost my point now because all I can hear is the song. Well, here's something that I will say. If when we re-listen to this, you are reminded, write it down because I would love to have it in the episode that we had just talked about doing. Okay. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Does that sound okay? Yeah. To bring a little bit of levity, can I do that? Or is something else no, in your mind right now? No, we are in the swamp of sorrow. Well, you were talking about being alone and stuff, and I don't know if you've ever seen this, but there was a Victorian era magazine which asked- what? spinsters why they were single and the answers that these victorian era women gave were incredibly savage oh my god you ready for this i am one of them already this one says i am now only a dairy maid if married i should be wife mother nurse housekeeper chambermaid seamstress laundress dairy maid and scrub generally number two fuck that says, is what she's saying. Uh-huh. Like, I have one job now. If I get married, I have eight more. Fuck that. Yeah. For good men are scarce, but fools are plenty. That's why I'm single at seven and 20. Same, girl. Number three says, because I have other professions open to me in which the hours are shorter, the work more agreeable, and the pay possibly better. Mm-hmm. Number four Because I do not care to enlarge my menagerie of pets, and I find that the animal man less docile than dog, less affectionate than a cat, and less amusing than a monkey. I want to be friends with these women! (laughs) Number five says, I'm a derelict cargo of treasure on the shore of a nuptial sea. (laughs) Oh my god. I want to read that again. I am a derelict cargo of treasure on the shore of the nuptial sea. Wow. That is me. Uh, hello, sir. Oh, there are there are a lot. Oh, my God. Do I keep going? Yes. Okay. 
Because matrimony is like an electric battery. Once you join hands, you can't let go. However much it hurts, and as when embarked on a toboggan slide, you must go to the bitter e- you must go to the bitter end, however much it bumps. Mm. Like the wild mustang of the prairie that roams unfettered, tossing his head in utter disdain at the approach of the lasso, which, if once round his neck, proclaims him captive, so I find it more delightful to tread on the verge of freedom and captivity than to allow the snarer to cast around me the matrimonial lasso. Because men, like three-cornered tarts, are very pleasing to the eye, but on closer inspection prove hollow and stale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, heck, yes. <sighs> oh, because like a piece of rare china, I am breakable and mendable, but difficult to match. May I add, mm-hmm. going back to the scone one, would you mind rereading that, please? Because men, like three-cornered tarts, are very pleasing to the eye, but on closer inspection prove hollow and stale. So I'm going to make this about me Do yet it. again. I'm... 100% sure that I am that tail, stale, hollow scone to somebody else. I am not oh, everyone's sure. cup of tea. No. And not only that, but you're probably not the scone that they want to be dipping in their tea. Hell no. But to somebody else? Oh, girl. Maybe. Maybe. What are the best things I've Obviously, heard this year? From our talk earlier. Oh, heck. Well, Okay. That's why you have three sides Ugh. to your tart, my little tart. To my scone. Hello, my name is Jake. I am a scone. There's no filling but bitterness. Welcome. <laughs> There's no blueberry tart, just bitterness. <laughs> no, that's that's not true. I grew mm-hmm. out of that a long time ago. Um uh heck oh shit i had something funny i wanted to add to that and i lost it continue please because i'm loving these (laughs) these are pretty great maybe this isn't the right episode or maybe not even the right podcast for this but have have i info dumped on you about attachment styles yeah didn't we or I don't remember if that was Did on the podcast. Did we do it on here? I don't remember. I was hoping you would remember. We have talked about... Girl... We have talked about it. Okay, I, say a few now while we're here sitting in these chairs looking at each other with microphones in between our faces. And then maybe perhaps I'll be like, oh, yep, episode number whatever the fuck. You look so fucking cute and cozy with your braids and your beanie. Tinks. Just so you know. Uh, yeah. That that was an we, expression of how beautiful you are. That was my inside saying, thank you for recognizing me. <laughs> uh so attachment styles. Um fuck it. Every every single human being within the first three months of our lives, we develop some attachment circuitry, as I like to call it. Mm. whether we are adopted or we join a family biologically doesn't matter 
because the first three months, scientifically, are typically how the rest of our relationships through our lives can gently be predicted. There are four attachment styles. Number one, secure. That is, I know who I am, I am who I am, and people can come and go in my life without me losing a sense of who I am. So I can experience the grief and the pain and the loss of a relationship without feeling like a loss of my identity. There is then the avoidant attachment style. And that is typically the person who looks at the world and says, I would rather keep people at bay because I am the only one that knows how to meet my own emotional needs. The, the, the positive side of having an avoidant attachment style is that you are very independent, you are very strong and concerned about others without actually getting too close, which would then be the weakness. Then there's the anxious attachment style, which typically presents as, without others, I don't know who I am. The strength of that, however, is loyalty and, and finding easy companionship and being able to create relationships well and deeply. And that's not a fault. The fourth attachment style is disorganized, and that is a combination of avoidant and attachment. Now, I wish my listeners could see, our listeners could see, avoidant is like putting your arm out, strong-armed, keeping people away. You've built walls and go, nope, fuck off, I'm better on my own. It's a really gross... um, Overgeneralization. Thank you. But generally speaking, it's a good way to understand it. The anxious attachment style, I I almost don't want to say it because it's offensive. And if you are anxiously attached, this does not define who you are. But do you know what I mean when I say a stage four clinger? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so going back to that horrific movie, uh, Wedding Crashers, and the young lady, Amy Adams, is portraying a character who falls for a guy and immediately is like really wanting to embrace him and include him and be a very serious part of his life. I can say I've been each of those throughout my life. Same. Our attachment styles change. And they dictate how we experience our friendships, our relationships, literally every relationship. But the the important thing to remember is that those things come from the first three months of our life outside of the womb Oh, that was a good way to, yeah, rephrase that. Good. So even though the movie 
portrayed Amy Adams as being a stooge or a clinger. No, anxious attachment friends. You are incredibly loyal and dedicated and will do anything for the person that you love. And there's nothing wrong with that. Ultimately, those four styles of attachment dictate how and with whom we fall for. With. Not always with. Because, like, who you fall for can be anyone at any time. Yes. Or... Or should we say who you form a bond with? Anxious attachment styles typically pursue and are drawn to avoidant attachment styles because a parental or caregiver avoidant style is what creates the circumstances for an anxious attachment. Sure, trying to do everything to get the attention that is not being given right and and that's where individuals may find themselves in a relationship where a therapist or an observer may say you were made for each other because one person may be avoidant and with the avoidance they give tendrils and the anxious responds to those tendrils and tries to connect. It doesn't mean that they can't work together. Same with a secure and a disorganized. A secure may say, I'm good. I know who I am. You can come and go out of my life. A disorganized may go, please come closer. Oh, wait, no. I'm not sure about that. And yet, together, we can still find harmony. An anxious and an anxious, uh, that may create some codependency if you're not aware of what that is. And I feel like maybe I should stop talking. It's an interesting topic. I think I I just went way too off base. I wouldn't say that necessarily. I think you got onto a trail of thought. And you kept going, but I should explain this. And then I should explain this. And, and hearing, yeah. always hearing, you know, the science behind things is good. You know, that's how we but portray good it. in the context. And I think I unintentionally left the context and went into, here's the thing I know and care about. Let me info dump on you. Fair. Yeah. Sorry for the info dump. Um... Speaking of info dump, did you know that California farmers produce three billion, more than three billion pounds of almonds, which happens to be 80% of the world's supply every year? And 20% of that 80% supply goes into my cabinet because I (laughs) fucking love almonds. (laughs) Also, did you know that almonds help you poop? I believe that. Killer whales aren't whales, they're dolphins. What? Says so. I kept that for that fact because I couldn't believe it. But we call them orcas. Right? Uh. Uh, wait. How do you fucking classify a dolphin? It's a porpoise. It's a mammal. 
that lives underwater sometimes and has to breathe air and orcas do that too and mammals give birth to live young which we know orcas do but i thought that they were technically whales because whales and dolphins aren't they like the two mammals of the sea sea. well also like walruses seals Hmm. they're more land or it can be more land dwelling oh my god did you see in i think it was canada maybe they oh canada oh canada oh ryan reynolds oh daddy Anyway, no, I haven't seen any of those three things I just mentioned. <laughs> um, there was a, I think it was a, a walrus who just like was so large and kept crawling onto boats to sunbathe. Would he sink them? Yes. And oh so they God, yeah. built this walrus, a literal like leather couch with all kinds of uh, flotation devices around it oh and God. the walrus was just like ah, finally something that floats and doesn't <laughs> sink and I don't get yelled at. <gasps> you know what? I bet it's his lay sea boy recliner. I would squeal but that would be terrible for our listeners so just yeah, lazy boy. <laughs> a lazy boy. You better fucking patent that before they do. Uh, oh, I can make a line of inflatables. Yes, for seals and walruses. I also saw this sea video lines this guy. You know those, like, they're pretty large uh, inflatable, and it's like a unicorn head and like a unicorn tail oh my god yes and like the middle like the little, is pretty like, large floaties yeah but it's like pretty large not a hole in the middle like it's all a platform um and this guy was probably two miles out from the shore he had taken his fishing rod out on his floaty hooked a shark and the <gasps> shark just took him out on his unicorn floaty, this middle-aged man with a with a shark on his fishing line, and this these guys on like an actual marine fishing boat were like, "My dude, are you okay?" <laughs> no, like, and he didn't, <clears throat> and he didn't want to let go of his like six hundred dollar fishing rod, so he was just two miles out from shore, and no like. Who paddles two miles out on a floaty? He didn't paddle. The shark oh, he got that was on that far yes, out. Oh, because it was a shark on his line. Oh my God, why are they, you fishing on a floaty? Well, there's that. There's the question. Like, also, do you? Who did you come with? Do they know you're out here? Who did you come with? Where did they go? Why did they abandon you? Unicorn Joe. Joe. <laughs> Unicorn Joe. <laughs> yeah. You know who else is a unicorn Joe? Jennifer Bate. Goddamn right. Yeah. And um, where can people find her art? On our stuff and things. Our Instagram at BFHpod. On our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com. Did you just read out the www. Yeah, it's 1993. People need to know. Patreon.com slash dial up slash best friendhood pod slash Grover slash Creed Bratton website dot org live journal. 
little add in a live journal somewhere in there. Dot D O C X. Wasn't Creed Bratton's whole blog on The Office like a word doc? Oh, God. I could not recall. It was. Anyway, we're up on there. And if you sign up at a certain tier, you can get uh, early access. You can get some fun photos and stuff. Or you can get a craft. Also, though, uh, you can listen to us as you already are. Please like, share, subscribe, whatever you get a chance to do. That would be lovely. But the most important thing above all. Wait, least important or not a lesser importance. Here we are. Uh, send us an email if you have a topic that you'd like covered, if you have a question, or if you just want to say, hey, y'all, um, at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. And remember, you are loved. And you are worth being loved. We love, we love you. you. Bye. Bye. That's how I end it. <laughs>